Welcome everybody to <laughs> Movie News, the movie podcast where we review all kinds of stuff. Uh, movies, reviews, news with a couple of dudes and maybe later or two. No lady. Not, Not today. No Stuck ladies. in a quantum room. We, we had them once and never again. Yeah. So we got an exciting show for y'all. We have a couple trailers we're going to review. We have uh, Super Mario Brothers trailer. We have the Flash trailer and the big ticket item, the thing that y'all clicked on the video or podcast or whatever you're watching or listening to, uh, the Jesus Revolution, blockbuster movie of the year, everyone. I am your host today. I am Josiah, um, and I'm joined here by some wonderful buddies who will introduce themselves. Hello, I'm Nathaniel. He's one of the buddies. I'm the other one of the buddies. I'm Nick, previously seen as Lewis from DAI's replacement on the Jurassic World episode. Aren't they wonderfully chatty, ladies yeah. and gentlemen? <laughs> uh, also with us today... Uh, me from DAI. Yeah, that's all Lewis right there. Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Um, Only yeah, the good so, ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so today we have a good show for you. We are going to review Jesus Revolution. Nick just remembered that name. Um, also, before that, we're going to talk about a couple trailers that just came out. The Super Mario Bros. trailer and the Flash trailer. So I guess we'll just start with uh, the big one we've been waiting for for years. Super Mario Bros. Uh, what of you, course. What you buddies think about that? I enjoyed that trailer. That was fun. And uh, I'm curious to see uh, how much Mario will get slapped around by uh, uh, the monkey. Yes. Donkey Kong. Oh, Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> Donkey Kong. Ah. Well, what's funny is Nathaniel's sitting here watching this trailer, right? And he's like, wait, Donkey Kong's the bad guy, right? And Nick's is, Nick is he like... He throws the barrels. He throws the barrels. Well, I, 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 he brings up a good point, though. Do we think about Donkey Kong's origin as a villain? You start out, Donkey Kong is attacking Mario, and he has Princess Peach up in his yes, castle. He's yeah. throwing barrels at him. Mario's going up a ladder. And now, all of a sudden, you're playing him. He's the hero. And I, it's like, in my controller isn't working because it's an Atari. So, of course. <laughs> then that game died because, I guess, we forgot to blow all the cartridges. So, yeah, the last time Nathaniel played a Donkey Kong game was the Atari. Wow. So, I mean, Donkey has yeah. come a long way, you know? Yeah. He changed. He evolved. I would like to preface this by saying my little brother is a massive Mario fan, and that's why I know this much about the Mario lore. <laughs> the very first Donkey Kong in the Mario game where he's throwing barrels is uh, Donkey Kong's dad, and Donkey Kong <gasps> Jr. is like the good guy Donkey Kong. So no is Diddy the cousin? Is Diddy Wait. a cousin? Yeah. What? So Donkey Kong isn't Donkey Kong? Nah. He's What's Don Donkey Kong's dad's name? I think it's Donkey Kong Sr. <gasps> and the Donkey Kong we know is Donkey Kong Jr. Revelation. Ladies I, yeah. I, I, I don't know how I feel. You should feel enlightened. You should. You should. Uh, so how do you uh, boys feel about um, uh, just the overall trailer and kind of your expectations for the movie? I, I expect the movie to yeah. be good. I expect not to hate it. Yeah, I expect to love Charlie Day as Luigi and not as much... Chris Pratt is Mario. Yeah, I'm still not sold on the Chris Pratt. I think, it it I didn't Chris sound Pratt like Chris fine. Pratt. If y'all yeah. didn't tell me it was Chris Pratt's voice, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, that's fair. Well, uh, it didn't sound like Chris Pratt, but it definitely doesn't sound like Mario. Yeah. So to all the people that are like, oh, this doesn't sound like Charles Martinet, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, I've never had a conversation with Mario before, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> like, I was kind of hoping he sounded like the uh, old cartoon where he had like a British, British accent, a Brooklyn accent. He's like, hey, pizza, Mario. Or yeah, I, I, I was know. hoping to be like the live action movie, yeah. you know, <laughs> but we can only be so lucky, you yeah. know. Um, I liked Bowser's 
interrogation tactics yeah. and I do not think he's living up to the Geneva Convention <laughs> and uh, Lu- Luigi needs to file a suit on that because he lost as a man with a mustache losing a mustache hair looked pretty painful that's mm-hmm. fair I that was that looked bad because recently I was like this mustache hair was bugging me I plucked it and then blood just trickled down oh. and I'm like that's from my mustache hair if it was like uh, the new Puss in Boots where like they put a little blood just to like sell the drama by the way that's in the new Puss in Boots so brace yourselves for that like that would be pretty good right Toads it's just like a little blood just that little trickle of blood from it, that one mustache hair and I'll say this after this comes out you guys are gonna have to put up with little kids all across the country for the next few years going we're adorable, based off of what Toad said. Oh, they're, they're basically just the new minions, let's be honest, right? Right. The, the Toads. Yeah, so, I mean, they already are. Yeah, I feel like they have been for a while, you know. Um, but yeah, I think overall this trailer in uh, the first one actually really surprised me because uh, you hear Illumination doing anything and uh, you just get depressed because it's going to be generic. And it looks really good. I feel like the uh, over like looming shadow of Nintendo will probably whip them in check. Yeah. Make sure they're not getting too goofy with it. A lot of people said that, but the thing is, like, I mean, there was how, not how to train Drake, how the Grinch stole Christmas, mm. um, and apparently no one cared about that because it really, it's just kind of generic, you know? That's what yeah. What did you guys think about the video game elements of, like, him getting slapped around on stuff and falling and everything? Like, mm. actual elements that have been in games that he's on? Yeah, I liked it. I thought they are uh, doing their best to like be really good representations of mm. the source material, um, which is why the voice takes me out just a little bit more because everything's so close. Yeah. Even like Jack Black as Bowser, I don't know if y'all knew that that was Jack Black, but mm-hmm. e- even him as Bowser, like it feels nice. It fits, and uh, mm-hmm. the voice of um, uh, Mario just doesn't fit to me. So yeah. uh, Ben was saying he was kind of worried that they're stuffing too much Mario in it. Like they have like yeah. Mario, like the levels from the games, and they have Mario Kart, then like Luigi's Mansion, Rainbow just, Road. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Rainbow Road. Rainbow Road. Taste it. Taste the road. <laughs> no, you're right. I did. I did notice even like some of the power ups that Mario had was yeah. spanning quite a few different games. So yeah, you're yeah. right. They did put a bunch into one. Um, but I don't know. Do they have if they have plans for very many sequels? Maybe it made sense that they did that. I don't. It's not like they're gonna have a shortage of games, right? How many Mario games are there? Even, a lot. Even if they put ten lot. games into this one movie, they still got plenty of room for sequels, right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. And honestly, too, I like the idea of like Mario Kart in there, and that like the little snippets of Luigi Mansion that we have seen yeah. makes me excited for like a Luigi's Mansion movie. Yeah. But I am kind of like with you, like let's not do the entire Mario universe just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it turns out to be something other than a generic mess, like I feel like how the Grinch stole Christmas was like that. Um, I don't know if y'all saw Sing. Of course not. We're adults. Um, <laughs> it's just, they're just kind of generic movies, you know. Ever since the first was Despicable Me. Um, Illumination? Yeah. Yeah, so ever since the first Despicable Me, I expect it more. Yeah. And I've been let down. They, they've just been kind of coasting off the tails of the first Despicable Me. Yeah, that's why we have 14 uh, Minions movies. And, yeah. Yeah, so. And I've seen one of them. Yeah. <laughs> the very first Despicable Me. Well, yeah, that's a great movie. That's, that's it is a good movie. Classic. I didn't hate it. Uh, yeah. I didn't hate it either. I guess we'll go around. We'll do our uh, metrics for the trailer. Uh, I'll say for this Super Mario trailer, I didn't hate it. Gentlemen. I didn't hate it. Did you skip me? <gasps> uh, Nick yeah. doesn't get opinion. Lewis, what do you think? <laughs> I didn't hate it. All right, we'll go back to Nick. Nick, what do you think? I didn't hate it. 
Mm. Wow, that's uh, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, the inflection is all that matters here. Um, the points are made up. So um, that's kind of how we feel about the Super Mario trailer. Ten points. Ten points to Gryffindor. I'm excited. I'm actually pretty excited. And honestly, you mentioned Charlie Day's voice. Um, uh, tell them a little bit about that ad that they put out with the number. That's pretty cool. Call the number from the Super Bowl ad. Like you get an actual like phone call from Charlie Day's Luigi, and it's pretty great. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah uh, That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're gonna do that with Nathaniel here when we uh, <laughs> cut. So <laughs> nice. Like and subscribe if you want to see his first time reaction. <gasps> oh, we'll do a reaction. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> um, I want to hear it too. <laughs> Wait, it, it'll be your reaction as well. Like and subscribe even <laughs> more if you want to see Nick's reaction. It's a double reaction. Double yeah. react. Double like and subscribe <laughs> we're going to talk about our reactions to the flash trailer here in a second but first let me tell you a little bit about who we are we are DeSoto Arts Institute you might see the sign behind me uh, we are a film education nonprofit in South Haven Mississippi we service the Mid-South area and we basically try to sow into the next generation of filmmakers by giving them hands-on ex experience and education that they can't get anywhere else so if you want to be a supporter of this content as well as sow into the next generation of filmmakers Go ahead and go to whatever link is below here and whatever mic I'm hitting as well. <laughs> and uh, uh, think about, pray about becoming a monthly sponsor. And now I think we're going to talk a little bit about The Flash. <gasps> it's real, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Ezra Miller, he's chasing children. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> chasing <God>. women. <laughs> Very quickly. Yeah. Uh, well, so there there is an elephant in the room, maybe two. Uh, yeah. As it appears, uh, Dumbo. Yes, Dumbo. Um, what What is your gentleman's reactions to this trailer? Just first initial thoughts. I didn't. I didn't hate it. It's good. He ran fast. <laughs> but Who did you hate it? it? Oh, the Flash. Which Flash? The first one. Which one's the first one? The short hair. Yeah, but if, go <laughs> but if he goes back in time, is he still the first one? Or is the new one the first one? If he goes back in time, he's the first one because he's the one that went back in time. But if he goes back in time and then comes back and somehow the original one is there, now he's the second one. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it's too much algebra. I'm, I'm a biology teacher, trust me. I like how me. Lewis did not uh, understand any of that and he just went, mm, Time travel. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, I didn't hate it. Um, but will I hate the movie? Let's be honest, probably. <laughs> What did you think, Lewis? I didn't hate it. it. It looks like it could be fun. Like, I have faith in him. I forgot the director, but he did the It movies, and I really enjoyed those. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really, really am excited for our boy, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Uh, old man Batman, and not just like he's an old man, but like I'm an old man, <laughs> and he's my Batman. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah I, the Batman looks cool. Yeah. Um, th now, there is a elephant in the room, and I think... Uh, I don't know if you gentlemen know, and we won't have, we oh. won't rehash it here. But you know, there's some co controversy about controversy. Oh, controversy. Oh, Ezzy yeah. Miller, and um, yeah, they're not going to fire him. Yeah, he's up to mischief in Hawaii, or he was. Yeah. Apparently, he's getting better. Which good, but can you do it from a jail cell? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, we don't have to go into that. I'm just saying that's one of the main reasons that I look at this trailer and I go, "There's two. <laughs> <laughs> One is too much." For the state of Hawaii, anyway. <laughs> yeah, but we already have a flash from a TV show. Like, is it? Is, how is he? Hey, I mean, the show is bad, but he's good in it. Okay, I, so I like the first season. 
The first season of Flash. Oh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and apparently he's not beating women, so that's good. Yeah. It's always a plus. Yeah, yeah. It's always a plus. So, um, but yeah, I think uh, this is the first sign of the Flash that really feels like they might eke this one out. You know, like when James Gunn announced that the Flash is going to be the cornerstone of the DC universe now, I was really, I was like, are we sure that that's what we want to do with this movie? And not do like a tax write-off like they did with Batgirl? Yeah. So... You're talking about the TV show Batgirl? No, I'm talking yeah. about the movie where yeah. Michael Keaton was... Wait, was that Batgirl Bat- or Batwoman? Batgirl. That's was Batgirl. the TV show? Batwoman was the show. Batgirl yeah. was the canceled movie. I just want to point out that in Batwoman, I'm pretty sure she's a girl. <laughs> she's a woman. She's a woman. Yeah. How old do you have to be to be a woman? The- 21. There you go. That's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> the I FBI was sitting there waiting. <laughs> what do you think, Luke? Well, I feel like this is a good time for me to say... I didn't hate it. Yeah? Yeah, I didn't hate it, you know. That strong of an inflection, are yeah. you sure? Yeah. That's good. Uh, what about you, Lewis? Did you already say it? I think I did, I but I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. Say it. Y'all like stupid me. Yeah, well, you know, Nick's a guest in our home, so. <laughs> um, but, yes, I, I think it's a good sign, so we'll see. Um, what's When's it come out? In June? I think. Yeah, that seems yeah. soon to be like, this is the first trailer that we've really got yeah. <laughs> in like a year. That's the other thing I'm worried about. It's been refilmed like, I don't know, probably 300 times because it was supposed to come out in 2019. Yeah. So what year is it? 2023 now. 23. As of, as of this recording. It, that feels... The like, year of our Lord. Yes, the year <laughs> of our Lord, 2023. Which Jesus. We'll get to that in a minute here. Um, but yeah, it just... I, I'm hopeful, but I'm skeptic and optimistic. How about that? Yeah. yeah. I know y'all are just along for, like, y'all just want to see it. Well, <laughs> well maybe I, mean, I, <laughs> I mean, from the trailer, I just couldn't really pick up too much from the trailer because I'm not as cultured as you guys. That's but funny. I was just like, ooh, action, superhero, cool. This class takes many years. What stuck out to me is I only really heard one line of dialogue that was like, oh, this has, like, something to it. And it was like, why did you choose this world? He's like, this is the one where my mom is. And that got me spiraling out of control, and I'm going to take us way off topic. Yeah. Okay, Flash, it's all about... Uh, whatever the evil Flash is came in and kills his mom, right? Yeah. When he's a kid, okay? So that's why he's not trying to go where the universe where his mom is. Batman's <laughs> also in this video, and who listening to this doesn't know how Batman's parents died and haven't seen it in 10 different reiterations, <laughs> spoiler alert, right? That's true. And then take Superman, right? There's some super people in this show, in this movie that's coming out. Superman, his parents send him to another planet to get raised by other people. So that's really the the main thing. This is all I was thinking about the whole time we just watched that trailer is like, wow, DC Comics just has like some parent issues. <laughs> they got daddy issues. <laughs> they got <some> big daddy issues. <laughs> and I just I'll just say I'm like this is like just a reflection of our society where like every family is like they just we don't all have parents that are loving us. And that's like what I was getting out of it. Cause whoever wrote those shows, obviously they're like, they didn't have good parents. Right. Yeah. yeah I kind of wish like the movie took from like the flashpoint comic where like when he yeah. goes back in time and saves his mom, it like changes everything. Like instead oh, wow. of Bruce Wayne's parents getting shot, Bruce Wayne gets shot. And uh, Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's dad becomes Batman. So both their parents end up surviving. Yeah. Flash and, uh, and Batman. And uh, Bruce Wayne's mom goes crazy and becomes the Joker. I kind of wish that happens what? in the flash. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked to see that, that, but I don't know. Like, I feel like they're going to do, if they did something like that, it'd be an else world. Yeah. And that's the whole thing where I am with DC is like, I don't want the else worlds, even mm. though you can explore a lot. 
I just want you to figure out what you're doing with the universe and then do the Elseworlds. We don't have to do everything at once. Which universe? Well, that's the question, right? That's the point of the Elseworlds is anyone you want. Anyone that's convenient to the storyline, that's the universe. Oh, is that is that like a theme in the DC movies where they just like, it's a different universe each movie? Well, like, Whereas so they, Marvel, it's like we're all on this same Earth yeah, timeline. So like, they just hired James Gunn, the guy that did, the well, I say the first Guardians, all the Guardians, um, and he's kind of running the show. And he is basically trying to like do one like Marvel, but they already have like the Batman that's successful, the Joker that's successful. So they're doing those are else worlds. They're in their own universes, but so it, a lot of people like the idea, and I'm not knocking it too hard because like you do get to explore a lot more because they're doing like a Swamp Thing thing that might be uh, like its own like universe or it might be. He said Thing Thing. I did. I was trying to move fat past it like real fast, but I could. <laughs> But yeah, so um, we'll see about the Flash. That's what I say. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Um, so yeah, I think that moves us on to Andy Muschietti. I, I remember the director's name. It was Andy Muschietti. Yeah. Okay. And he did what? Uh, he it chapter one and it chapter two. Nice. Chapter one's a masterpiece. Cha- chapter two is okay and entertaining. Chapter two sucks. Sorry. What's his name? <laughs> Andy Muschietti. Sorry, Andy. Sucks. Speaking <laughs> of Andy Machete, I don't know if you guys know this, but our host actually has a lot in common with the Flash. He runs all the time i do actually <laughs> uh just so you know we're training for a 5k and at this table i run the most i just want to point that out so uh that was for free that wasn't he is the, the closest to barry allen on this podcast <laughs> that is true i mean i trip over myself all the time too. <laughs> so i feel like the flash and he days. eats like the flash yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just don't have the metabolism of the flash, obviously um but yeah so speaking of metabolism i think we're talking about a little movie called the jesus Revolu- what, is- <laughs> what does that have to do with revolution? I don't know. I don't Speaking know. of segues. <laughs> we had to get there at some point. That's what you clicked on the video or whatever you were doing. Metabolic processes. <laughs> yeah. uh, you are a biology teacher. <laughs> yes, that's that's a biology thing. <laughs> that is true. So uh, we just saw we're fresh out of the Jesus Revolution. Um, fresh out. And as you all know, we are huge fans of Christian movies. Um, we're huge fans well, of Jesus. Yes. I, we're huge fans of yes. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Christian cinema, we are fans of. Yeah, we we, we like we, Jesus. Yeah. We don't we love hate, Jesus. We don't hate Christian movies. <laughs> that's yeah, true. That's true. But we love their savior. I, I do want to say we're gonna kind of get in a little like in depth about like some of the thoughts. I think we'll start with the positives. But before we kind of go around the table, I just want to say that I do admire like anyone, any filmmaker especially that like sets their heart in a submissive place to like try to like preach the gospel preach about the holy spirit that kind of thing in a movie because that's very hard to do and it's not like accepted by the majority of people Mm. right so like i admire that so anything i say that sounds like i'm crapping on it i'm not trying to i'm being fair like i'm fair fair to all other movies and that kind of thing but i do have like a deep respect for people that try to preach jesus in any form of media so amen uh but that being said do y'all want to go around the table and just kind of give our didn't hate it ratings absolutely cool let's start with this side the guests i didn't hate it uh-oh <laughs> that smile <laughs> i didn't hate it not bad that's not bad all right lewis i think you're up <laughs> i didn't hate it oh, that's, that's pretty good cool. actually cool i didn't hate it 
Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's intended to. I'm um, new here, but uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. Well, I think uh, we'll start with some of the positives that uh, we had for the film, and I'll just you know start by laying it out there. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, great. Uh, I forgot his name, but the guy that plays um the other guy. Uh, Frisbee man. Frisbee. Lonnie Mr. Frisbee. Mr. Frisbee. I thought he was great. He's fantastic. Yeah. Have you seen a show called The Chosen? Uh, no. It's about the life of Jesus. It's fantastic. Have you? I need to watch that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, he's the star and he's amazing. Yeah, he, he plays Jesus. And what's funny is, like, Zach, who's normally on the podcast, um, he's alive, don't worry. Uh, he told me, like, he saw a trailer for Jesus Revolution. And he was like, yeah, but why are, why are they portraying Jesus like a... A hippie, and I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's not, not Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say that I think it's funny because you know you play a role like Jesus and you do it. So You're like, recognized like, you know, as Jesus. Yeah, like, think a lot of the times people will be typecast, right? Right. So I mean, it's a good thing he wasn't because I think he was great in this. Yeah. Movie. And I think that's one of the biggest positives too is the cast overall. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, other positives that you guys have the cars. The cars. Yeah. I'm yeah. here for the cars. That was that was nice. I just I was sitting there. I'm like, nice car, nice car, nice van, <laughs> nice van. I want that. Yeah. Ooh, that one's good. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the cars. Yeah, yeah. Vroom, yeah. vroom. <laughs> the cinematography was really good in most of the shots. There was one shot where they were cutting off someone's chin, and that Danny screamed out, "Why are you cutting off his chin? <laughs> not the chin! It's not the chin!" Is at the beginning with the fence. Yeah. yeah. But after that, everything was great. So yeah, I will say, like, there's a lot of shots that look like very cinematic, and then there's some shots that kind of look amateurish. We're on the positives, but like, there was a couple. I get what they're going for. They're trying to like frame just the middle of the face. But it looked a little strange. I, I want to bring up one thing is the way they intertwined characters before they met. I thought one scene was really cool when the girl was driving down the street in the car and the boy and they haven't met yet. Yeah. And he's driving down the same street on the bike and it had just finished his scene and was beginning her scene. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I thought she was going to hit him with a car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't, right? But they're but still I like, oh. going to hit him yeah. with a car. Yeah. Well, I thought. He's here for the cars. Both story yeah, for <laughs> being hit by a car. I thought both story-wise and editing-wise, that that was pretty nice, like, yeah. her pulling out and him, like... Uh, and they didn't even talk, but it's just yeah, like, yeah. hey, they're in the they same neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, I like... Uh, the cars were cool. The period was cool. Um, yeah. There was a car crash where we're on positives. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There was a car crash. That's true. So, yeah. Any positives stand out to you? Hmm. Think about it. Don't hurt yourself now. Yeah, let me... I was I was like pleasantly surprised by this. I was like I kind of went in expecting something like cheesy, like and mm-hmm. yeah. the God not God's not dead movies. But like I was like really pleasantly surprised. It was like a really wholesome, feel good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Th- that's why I do say like I want to be a fan of Christian movies. I really do. But sometimes, like you know, you mentioned the God's Not Dead movies. It's hard to be a fan. Uh, uh, what I said earlier still stands. I appreciate you for trying. Uh, you know, props to you for spreading the gospel. But can you make a good movie, please? <laughs> <laughs> uh, now tell me this: How often, outside of like 
Star Wars, do people give applause in the movie theater? Because the crowd we were with, this yeah. is how much. This is uh, a few days after it came out, and yeah, uh, opening weekend, they're clapping yeah. several times during the movie. Hey, after those the movie, are those it was a good crowd. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good. So, so, you know, like, like I, I felt like I, we all just need to stand up and shake everybody's hand and be like, "Hey, yeah. we're, we're going out to lunch. Like, you know, we'll see you next Sunday after the movie." He did tell someone going out, "See you next Sunday." Yeah, see you next Sunday at church. Yes. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we'll see you next Sunday. Just felt like you're sitting there with your family, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'll say, like, as far as Christian movies go, there are a couple tropes that they all follow. And I was hoping, and, and we're still staying positives here, mm-hmm. um, but there was a point in the movie where I wanted them to kind of explore, and this is like spoilers, but it's like, you know, if you don't want to be spoiled about Jesus Revolution, just go watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, also, it's a historical yeah. event that yeah. took place 50 years, a little bit over 50 yes. years ago. Mo- so most of the demographic of this show did not was not alive during that time. So. Right. Wait, how are we actually going to comment on uh, historical events and, like, biographies like that how how are we going to analyze that if it's based on a true story with that and not story and like i don't know as how, far as like the movie goes right well i think i usually take like the movie is a standalone thing so unless it's like trying to misconstrue something that didn't happen as oh this is what happened and this group was filled with hey whatever like this is it's always based on a true story which mm-hmm. means there's a lot of leeway right you okay know? um but yeah, I'll say uh, a couple of tropes I think they fell into were most Christian movies, God's Not Dead's a really good example of this, start with multiple storylines and try to weave them together. That is a bold move. I'll give you that. But it always feels a little disconnected because especially in the first half of the movie, Kelsey Grammer's church story, like what's going on with him and Jesus from The Chosen, because I forget the actor's name. I'm just going to call him that. What's going on with them is so much more dynamic. Yeah. Like that was the be- like. I had to time my pee breaks. So I literally, like, when it went to the kids doing drugs, I was like, it's safe, right? Because the good part is Kelsey Grammer's church. Like, Yeah, I did feel like like the kids doing drugs part was a little lacking. Mm-hmm. But when those stories, like, finally sort of intertwined with each other, I thought it was great. Like, yeah. getting to see Greg and, uh, was it Courtney? I forgot her Kathy. name. Kathy. Kathy. It was yeah. Kathy. I was in the ballpark. Yeah, there when, you uh, go. When they got with the church and, uh, Met with Mr. Frisbee. That thought, thought yeah. that was amazing. Mr. Frisbee. Yeah. Mr. Frisbee. <laughs> but even, even full circle from seeing them, like, they're at this con- this uh, concert event and doing drugs, and then they go back to the same venue, passing yeah. out tracks, telling people about Jesus and sharing love in a different way than the counterfeit love they were, current- they were previously experiencing. I'm like, well, yeah. that was a pretty cool full circle. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I loved about, like, the Kelsey Grammer story, and it's, like, the first third of the movie, but it's... It's it just kind of like any Christian can relate to that because it's like you, you think you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, what God has called you to do, and then what you really should be doing is loving people that you don't want to love. Yeah. You know, and, and getting out there and telling people that Jesus loves them, that God right. loves them. And I think they did a great job of portraying that people are people. People are yeah. sin. We're not perfect. We choose to do wrong actively. We also make mistakes. And so even showing uh, the the two main preacher guys, you know, falling short and doing things wrong and God's yes. God's will still being done. 
Um, now this isn't to just say like, oh, all preachers are evil and all preachers are bad, right? They were, they were still, mm-hmm. for the most part, trying to do what they're supposed to, but we're imperfect. And you know, like some people have this perception that Christians or preachers or whatever are supposed to be perfect. They're just humans. Nobody is perfect, right? But yeah. you can still love Jesus and do things wrong sometimes. And I think that was even a line in the movie. Uh, the, at, towards the end, the wife looks at uh, Chuck and she's like, are you that arrogant that you don't think God can work through your failures? Because yeah. it's like, we all have failures. We're all, we're all going to mess up, you know? So I apologize to anybody that feels like, oh, all Christians are supposed to be perfect or something, right? Like, we're all going to sin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, that is the, like, not twist, but the direction I was hoping they were going to go. Because the first third is very much like the Jesus revolution begins. So it's very much the high. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to explore, because a lot of Christian movies fall into the trope of they explore the high, but they don't explore like what happens after the high. Wow. Right. Well, this movie did, and and I'm, I mean, that's a bold direction. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of like when you go to church camp, and then everyone's on that high. Yeah. And then they eventually come off of that high, and when you're off of that high, that's what's when things are important. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think they really handled like uh, in church dispute pretty well because mm-hmm. uh, it, it was just something that like I've seen happen in my life a lot, and kind of like the downturn of things is very much how it happens in real life all at once <laughs> everything you know you're riding on that high and then everything all at once goes wrong and you're like is am i supposed to be doing this is this the right path in life you know? yeah i just think that's why it's so important not to live off of emotions and yeah. just to to like a couple times they were starting to preach whichever preacher it was and would pick up the bible and be like this is God's word. This is life. Let's open it together and let's learn. Cause yeah. it's like, that's God's word, regardless of what's happening in your situations, whatever's taking place is the Bible is the truth and the source of life. And then we see that like in the end credits, right. And they show us all these real facts of like, well, now these preachers are doing this. This preacher is now went home with the Lord. They have this many churches, this many things are happening. These good, they're still married. They're doing all these good things. So it's like, like you said, after the high, after the experience mm-hmm. with God and the emotional feelings. And it's like, how they lived out the rest of their life. Right. So that's a cool thing to see. Yeah. And I, I think too, like uh, we were telling Lewis and Nathaniel, like we are a part of this group that kind of explained the story of, of the time magazines that's in this uh, movie. And it's basically one year, the time, the front of time magazine said, is God dead? And then the next year it says Jesus revolution and just how powerful of a story that that can be, that God took that time where it felt like hopeless, like God deserted people. And then he, created this crazy revolution, you know? Yeah. And and speaking of uh, some of the people that me and Josiah get to work with, uh, we also got to see the band portrayed in this movie. What's yes. the band's name? It was Love, uh, Love Song. Sound, Love, Love Song. Song. We actually saw. So uh, they were like eighty years old, but yes, they, they, were, cool. they were. But so uh, this movie, correct me if I'm wrong, is based. I'm gonna say uh, 1971, 1972 is like the main. Uh, maybe, maybe 1970. 68 and 69. 68, 69. The moon landing is actually featured oh, in this. Yeah. When was the moon landing? 69. I'm not a history teacher. I'm a science teacher. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so but. There's actually a rally, which I believe they show it. And it's where a lot of this, the one way Jesus is the one way. Right. And, um, that was in 1972 and me and Josiah were at the 50 year anniversary of that event, uh, called together 22. And we saw this band play 50 years later. So imagine a a punk rock hippie band, right? (laughs) 50 years later, how old are they? And they're still doing the hippie music. Which is so so funny because like, like I said, they're like,
like 80 years old and their music is like old but it's it was like revolution <laughs> <laughs> it was like turn that devil music off as <laughs> right right jesus revolution yeah but yeah i think um there's a lot of positives as far as the faith aspect of the movie mm-hmm. um like i said i think most of my negatives just come down to uh it fell into a lot of tropes like um the baptismal scenes where like they go under and everything changes um that's great don't get me wrong um that that's good testimonies uh, but also i i just like i've seen that so many times in a christian movies you know mm. uh god's not dead all of those are really good examples of all the christian tropes you know um but yeah uh so as far as like characters who did y'all think was the most like dynamic for me i think it was uh the beast really yeah that, that's the pastor, by the way, Kelsey Graver's character. He, uh, he definitely switched from um, old, legalistic, not accepting people who are sinners, not being friend of sinners, right, um, to living correctly for basically the rest of the movie, even though he made mistakes. He didn't back up the one guy, right? He yeah, didn't, yeah. like, he, he sinned a couple times. I like times that, too, that he, they, he portrayed, yeah, he portrayed a pastor like a real person. Yeah, yeah. but... I was shocked at how quick his transformation was from the first thing. He's like, I don't want to talk to a hippie. And then all of a sudden he's cool with the hippies, the rest of the movie. Like, and like you said, so his development was like, boom, we're in there. Yeah. Really? I I thought, I wish that would have been the movie. I wish most Mm. of the movie would have been like him Mm. bonding with Lonnie Frisbee and like teaching his congregation that like, this is what we're supposed to be doing Mm. as the church. Because like there is a point and it's satisfying where he tells off all the people that have been saying, Hey, you got to get these hippies out or we're going to leave. And by tells off, Josiah means uh, he told them we should love everybody like Jesus. Yeah, that's how a pastor tells like somebody it, off. Right there. Yeah. Um, but I did like, uh, it just feels like experiences that I've had in church, funny right. enough. Uh, but I did like when he says that there is a guy, like two of the like church elders get out and they leave. Mm-hmm. And the third one gets up and he goes and he sits with the hippies. And yeah, let's start. And I did like that a lot. You know, there's something about that heart posture that, like, I I really that's the guy I want to be. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm challenged with something that's like, hey, the Bible says this, we should be loving people. I want to have that heart posture to be like, God, I want to love people like you love them. You know? Yeah. And 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 not be the old man that's like, these hippies smell weird, which is probably (laughs) what I would do, honestly. Probably one of my favorites backing off of your uh, heartfelt moment. I, I think the actor's name is it Jonathan Romo. Who, yeah, who, Jesus. Yeah, who yeah. plays frisbee? Uh, is it, you guys frisbee. say people's names wrong all the time on this uh, podcast, right? Zach yeah. is the member. Of the so I think that's his name, but yeah. if not, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So uh, when he when saying about your favorite character, well, I like his character moment when he's sitting in the rain with Greg's character, Ooh, yeah. a total stranger, high out of his mind, just running down the street. Spoiler alert, hippies are doing drugs in the movie. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, what do you mean in the movie? Frisbee's character is just out in the rain, <laughs> spoiler for life, <laughs> out in the rain with a total stranger. Like, hey, calm down. Starts talking to him. Sits down in the rain. He says, you're fine. You're okay. He's just a drugs man. He says, I will sit here with you as long as it takes. 
I don't even know if one of y'all three were tripping in the rain. If I would sit down there and be like, I'll sit here with you as long as I'd be like, get your butt inside. I'll talk to you and give you a hot cup of coffee or something, right? Yeah. But like, And I don't even have a coffee maker in my house. But um, Get coffee sometime. Yeah, I would get coffee, but I'm like, he, this guy's just like, I'm going to sit in the rain. I'm going to be with this guy right where he is in life. I'm going to help him. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to minister to him, talk to him, be his friend, just love him. I'm like, wow, like they're showing Jesus' love. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I will say for me, like, uh, to go, y'all really click on me to just hear me crap on movies, so I'll I'll do that a little. Um, I felt like the first half was really strong with, like, the message and the direction we were going in, and then they did what I wanted them to do, which is show the downside. And they did it, but it lost some of the momentum for me, and uh, it wasn't as interesting as the pastor letting the hippies in his church. That was the right. interesting story. I, I felt like, because like you said, how that second half was slower. Yep. I felt like they were like, this is the time where we're teaching you a spiritual lesson through the movie. Like you're supposed sure. to learn. Because I felt the turn to I'm like, this isn't as entertaining. I'm not laughing. But it's like, yeah. this is like, we're teaching you the spiritual lesson. Like, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and they developed the characters well yeah. in that time. but And they still did have like some of the laughs and like the heartfelt mm-hmm. moments like sprinkled in. Because I think it was during the last half we had the... Like the man in the wheelchair, right? Yeah. Like uh, he stopped everything in the service to just pray for that man. I mm. thought that was really nice. Yeah. yeah. And one of my favorite parts, one of the best jokes in the whole thing, is when they give this kid like this jalopy car, <laughs> and they're like, and he's like, "Does it run?" And uh, Lottie Frisbee's like, "Yeah, we prayed for it this morning." <laughs> to, like actively pray for it. Yes. Because I, w- if I w- wrote that joke, I would have wrote that joke. That's something I would think of. But I would stop at that, and then he would crank the car, and it would run. Well, he cranks the car, it doesn't run, and they have to lay hands on it. <laughs> He's still running. looking up at heaven. He's like, um, not looking too good here, God. I'm here praying. <laughs> I love that scene. And it's great. He's here for the cars. I'm here for the cars. <laughs> the car. They Even give the me Jesus, it ran. <laughs> uh, but what, one of the things I love about that scene is uh, Lonnie Frisbee is kind of joking around while right. he's pl- praying. Because but like, being serious and yeah, joking. Exactly. Yeah. And, and he's just talking with God. And that's yeah. such a, like, there aren't many Christian movies that kind of mm. nail that prayer part. Most of them right. are, like, on their knees, like, saying the Lord's Prayer. You right. Know? Yeah. And, yeah. like, one of the things I've learned, like, from just being around you guys for a couple of years is that Jesus is supposed to be your friend. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that just feel like that's perfectly displayed in this movie. Yeah. Uh, one of my other favorite scenes, too, is when uh, he's letting the hippies in his church and he's washing their feet. That oh yeah! I, that there was, was a tear in my eye, yeah. and then I was just like, "Wow, that is that is beautiful." See, that's communicating the gospel right there, because that's right. what if you call yourself a Christian, that's what we should be doing. Is yeah. people that you don't know if you want in your church, you should be washing their feet. So. Yeah, Jesus commanded us to serve people, and He also said the same way I'm washing the disciples' feet right now. Yeah. He said you should go and you should wash other people's feet. So not only was that guy following a biblical commandment, he was problem solving making one of the church elders not be mad at him for them making the church carpet dirty what he's like i will just wash their feet so the carpet doesn't get dirty and the church elder was still mad at him because you know yeah. i mean sinners gonna sin yeah <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. but yeah uh i i just think it speaks to like th- th- it was obviously real christians trying to communicate the gospel in the story yeah. and like i said besides a few tropes i think it was very successful yeah. Yeah. so um, another trope I think they accidentally fell into was at the end it kind of became a romance more so than yeah. like like I said I was invested in the church stuff and that might just be because of who I am and where I am in life I don't really care about the boy and the girl you know what I mean I've seen that a thousand times 
Let me see Lonnie Frisbee and the Beast get you know <laughs> getting an argument and have to sort it out in a different way. That's cool. That's yeah. interesting. Um, to me. So the last Christian movie I watched in the theaters was a Jeremy Camp. I still believe. I, okay, I still believe a Jeremy Camp story, and um, it was one hundred percent a love movie. Yeah. Like you said, it was between him and his at that time wife. There was and, scripture in it, and that's nice. And yeah. there's some biblical principles. It was a love it, story, great, yeah. but it was a romance. Yeah. And that's that is a trope that they fall into. And I was I was sitting there watching. I'm like, I'm in the movie theater watching a romance film right now. Yeah. So I don't know. Is that like a normal Christian movie thing? They always do romances or. In in my experience, a lot of them because like to get you invested, they like try to give you a relationship to care about. But the problem is like that's good. Don't get me wrong. Every like Marvel movie is going to have a relationship in it because of that. But like I just feel like they lost their direction as far as like his relationship with Jesus should have been the main mm. focus. And at the end, the conclusion, I didn't feel like it really was. Well, if she gets in between him and God, it's over. Yeah. And if he gets between her and God, it's, it's over. over. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's over. <laughs> but that's back to the question of the biography. Is How does that apply if that's how mm. it was happening then? It, or if they're twist, tweaking things to make the story how they want it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, not that I was there, but I think, like, knowing a little bit about, like, at least the Time Magazine story mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, like, I think they portrayed it probably fairly honestly because they were trying to show them as real humans. Mm-hmm. And I do appreciate that, like, when they got saved and stuff, they showed the high, and I was a little worried that they are going to be like, okay, now they're completely changed, and, like, they struggle with one thing, and then they, they're set for the rest of their life. But they really, like, mm-hmm. drove home that, hey... Every day you wake up, you choose to follow Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, and I wish they would have, and I said that to Nick, I wish they would have focused on that message a little more because I felt like in the second half, we focused a little too much on the flaws, which, like I said, I wanted them to do, but I just feel like they got a little muddied. That's yeah. Perhaps it's, uh, perhaps they're going up, they had their high, then they had their low, and we, they kind of stayed low. They had, I think it was at that time, they're having their romance story, mm-hmm. and uh, then they only had their, they had their end credits, which showed them, hey, they got, they worked it out, they mm-hmm. were able to get back together, and things were great, and they were able to spread the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got that conclusion at the credits, mm-hmm. but I think yeah, we right. would prefer to see them work that out on film and see how they had to rebuild their relationship. Is that what you're going for? Yeah, yeah. I think I would have rather seen, like, at the end, I would want more about the Jesus revolution and kind of, because especially, like, there were some splits with, like, Lonnie leaves and uh, the main kid is, like, struggling just with everything. Mm -hmm. And I would have liked to see more about that as far as the movement goes and less about, like, the relationship. But that's just because I've seen so many relationship stories, you know what I mean? That's a good Mm -hmm. point. So... But I, I thought overall the relationship worked in the movie, and uh, I, I liked the arcs of the kids. I just didn't like them as much as the pastor. And Lonnie. I like yeah, Lonnie a lot. The pastor and Lonnie, still, as far as relationships in movies goes, that was actually a good one. Yeah, I didn't I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, any other final thoughts on this movie? Honestly, I feel like we've been very positive. Yeah. So yeah. all you naysayers that say I'm not positive. Praise God. Yeah. yeah, this might be the most like positively reviewed thing we've done on the channel. I think it is, and I just want to point out, I'm not. We're not trying to pull punches. Like in the movie theater, I turned to Nick and I started like giving all my grievances, and it's everything I just told you. Like there aren't, there's a lot to like, um, especially if you like faith based, like gospel driven stories. This is a goodie. 
think this is a goodie. Yeah, like even me, like I'm not a huge fan of like faith-based movies like God, God's Not Dead, but like I really enjoyed this. Like even though it did kind of lose theme in the last half. Yeah, yeah. And and I will say too, in response, I'm also not like I'm a Jesus freak, but I don't really watch Christian movies at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can probably count on two hands like Christian movies I've seen. Um, but we were sp- speaking about the chosen earlier there's actually a cameo if anybody's been yes. watching the chosen matthew the apostle matthew yes. the tax collector is on the pier and uh the frisbee guy tossed to him for a second yeah i almost <laughs> missed it because while that part came on literally a family was trying to sneak into the movie theater at, like the last <laughs> that's the only people that come in the movie theater with six kids at the last <laughs> trying to sneak in uh but so before we uh, end, I do want to point out Nick is wearing a shirt from Together 22, so that is very relevant. Yes. And if he uh, turns around real quick, you will see Jesus people. That's that's <laughs> who the Time Magazine was about. So yeah, yeah, this was a total coincidence that I put this shirt on like 16 hours ago. I just realized that he was wearing this shirt, and I was like, yeah. hey, it's what he did say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think we have a comment before uh, we wrap up. A special comment from our TikTok to this time is from Brushes of Doom. Wish.com Pedro Pascal got a point. Guess who Wish.com Pedro Pascal is? This Lewis. guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's either me, Zach, or Lewis. So y'all vote below. Or Tori. <laughs> or Tori. <laughs> and I'd also like to point out, uh, because I'm not like an official member of this podcast or anything, Y'all's TikTok is blowing up. Yeah, yes. Check that out. Your TikTok yeah, link, is skyrocketing. Link in the description. Yes. For the first one. time ever. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, if some of y'all are visiting us from TikTok, because we had a couple that blew up. Thank you. I hope we didn't offend anyone. Probably also, didn't. we don't think Blazing Saddles is racist. Yes, so, oh, I yeah. do want to clarify that, although I won't do it on TikTok. <laughs> we, we said that Velma was racist, and I use Blazing Saddles as the example of something that's not racist but funny, and it doesn't care if it's offensive, right? Because Velma cares that it's that it doesn't want to be offensive, and it's still super offensive. Yeah. That's what I was saying. A lot of people mad at me because they think I'm a snowflake that doesn't like Blazing Saddles. So. I love Blazing, blazing Saddles. Yeah, I like Blazing Saddles too. <laughs> but yeah, uh, also I quote uh, where the white women at like four times a day. Yeah. I have no idea where Tori is. <laughs> I think she's still in the quantum realm. We talked about that last time. She's stuck. We ain't getting yeah, her she's back. Stuck. But anyways, guys, we appreciate y'all joining us and as always, uh, like, comment, whatever you do, do it. <laughs> <laughs> See you next. Bye. Adios.